The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to The Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics, talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the New Testament. Hello. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to the show. Welcome back. Man, we uh we are diving into some really good stuff tonight. So we had to bring our, our expert no. in. <laughs> we had to bring the expert in. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> uh, Raymond. <laughs> Watson. I can't even do it. Watson. The honorable. The honorable. <laughs> The most. Nah, let Welcome me back just. to the show, man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm looking around for the expert myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so good to have you. Yes, sir, yeah, man. Always glad to be here. <laughs> Always. So, um, we are. Well, last week, let me start with that. Last week, we started a you know conversation about prayer. We talked about um like how to basically what do we what do we call it? Major keys to powerful prayer. Yes, that sir. was the title of the episode, and we talked about uh, the scripture that says the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Um, so go back and check out that episode if you haven't heard it yet. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely should give you some things to think about. Um, and then uh, Jay and I were talking post episode about just continuing to stay in the vein of prayer for a while because there's so much uh, to be discussed. And he came up with this concept of like really looking at and analyzing the way that Jesus prayed, right? And because that, if we're going to model our prayer life after anybody, it ought to be him. So mm. uh, Jay started digging into the word, man. And, oh, you know, boy. yeah, he's he going to show <laughs> us. He's about to show us. He's just about to show us. <laughs> but um, Study and show thyself approved. There we go. So uh, this first installment. <laughs> mm. We have installments. Yeah, there, I mean, guys. to be honest, though, like he, he was able to find so many different things um, that we didn't even want to try to cram all the material into one episode. We thought it would be cool if we split them up into like smaller episodes where we could really kind of dive in on a particular topic without having to hold a listener's ear for mm-hmm. three or four hours. Right. So we're hoping to keep these, you know, like um, kind of concise for you and let's, you know, just just get started. So this first yeah. one is is going to answer the question of why would jesus pray mm. yeah that's deep that is super deep yeah yo they're just looking at me yeah <laughs> don't look so, at me uh, jesus bishop praying. jay if you would <laughs> tag you it <laughs> no i mean but it is like one of the <laughs> tag it is a question right yeah that you if you're reading the bible or you're telling somebody uh about jesus and you're telling them that he's god mm-hmm. and then you tell them well he prayed to god yeah it could seem like well that doesn't even make sense yeah you know, but there obviously is a reason if Jesus did it. And it was a it was a not just a reason, but there is, a, I guess it was part of the God's plan even for him to pl- to pray. If he didn't pray, we got to ask, would he even have been Jesus? Would his sacrifice have been acceptable if Jesus didn't pray? And I guess my whole point with that and where we're going with it is that you if you don't accept that jesus was fully man and fully god that's that's where this whole conversation i guess begins um is that he was both fully man and fully god so 
and just stop me if I'm just going too far or jumping ahead. But like he he had to therefore be as a man mm. and do things that a man would do in complete earnesty though. Not <clears throat> not robotically, not, you know, in a in a begrudging way. He had to live as a man. And you put it kind of different, right, Marcus? Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't a sinful man, but he had to take on the likeness of a sinful man. Yeah. 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 And so, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of going back for a second, just kind of starting with that question. Yeah. Why did he have to come in that way? Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of starting with that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Because just listening to you talk, that's kind of where my mind goes. Like, why is it necessary? Right. I want to kind of ask like questions like, why is it necessary that Jesus comes as a man in a fallen state yeah right like because that's essentially what we're saying like he didn't come in like adam's likeness yeah you know what i'm saying he came you know like i mean because the word says he has his glorified body now yeah and god exalted him right but he humbled himself and came here yeah so there's this contrast of Jesus where he is now at the right hand mm-hmm. and Jesus as he was when he was here. Yeah. So you're saying like why? And that's a whole big conversation. Yeah. That's super big. Yeah. Marcus, but I think man. that's a great uh, starting point. That's good. So like I think it's key to understand that he came in the form of a man because it sets an example and it sets a model for how we as a fallen man can get back into a right relationship with the Lord. Mm. Um, If he came in the form of a goat, it wouldn't have that same um, model for us as man to see how we could get back to the father. Right. It's because he came as a man that we can see how he lived, died, and rose from the dead to see how we now, as a fallen man, can come to God. Amen. So if he came in any other form, I don't think we'd have that model. Mm-hmm. For how can I, a sinful man, come to a holy and righteous God unless someone goes before me and shows me the way? Mm. And so I think him coming in our likeness shows us the way yeah and i like how you even brought up you know the goat because it's like the passover lamb is symbolic Mm -hmm. of christ but that lamb couldn't be christ christ actually had to come you know not in the form of an animal because like you said we've just been like uh this goat really ain't he don't know temptation he doesn't exactly. know, you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the yeah. eye, you know, and the pride of life. Yeah. He's just a lamb. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also makes me think he had to come in the form of a man that could die. Mm-hmm. Right. Like being as though he had to die mm-hmm. for our sins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could he yeah. come as divinity? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? As pure divinity. Could he come as one like having eternal life? Well, how can you die for sins if, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's still in his God form. Exactly. Right. So you have to come as one who can die. Right, because you're paying for the sins of those who, you know, deserve death. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that form is essential to path of our salvation. Right. If that makes sense. And his existence, I mean, because there are people who they feel like, uh, I've gone down little rabbit holes as many of us have before, 
And there are people who feel like, you know, Jesus is like, he didn't really live, you know, that he was symbolic, you know, and stuff like this, or there, there were many Jesus. And, but like, when we read scriptures like Hebrews 5 and 7 to say, like, when he was here in his flesh, mm. like, you know, in First John 1, the word walked with us, you know, like, there are Ooh, all these yeah. mentions of him actually, like, living. But mm. we don't even have to talk about the gospels. Those are the accounts. But like, you see it even more in scripture. So... He was like physical flesh. He did get actually murdered, you know, like he did actually feel pain and hunger. And I think this is part of the whole conversation of, you know, why did he pray? It's because he was how like he was he was humility like that, Mm. like how we can say he he was or he is great. You know, he is amazing. He is love. God is love, the word says. He is light. Like, he is humility. So coming in the form of the man, of a man, when you're God, is like the utmost humble thing that you could imagine. Like, why would a perfect being come down here and dwell with us yeah. if not for his own love and affection and wanting of a relationship with us? Wow. Hmm. And so when I read... Uh, Philippians 2 and 5, it says, have this mind yourselves. No, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was not in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But a, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So like. Again, now we see these layers of like, yes, he's God, but he had the f- the father, this relationship and submission in that relationship. Right. Yeah. And then he has this submission to being a man. So walking in perfect obedience to God as a man. That's why I said earlier, like if he didn't pray, mm-hmm. what what kind of man is this that you say, you know, God, but you don't pray to him, mm. you yeah, know? Wow. Yeah. We wouldn't we wouldn't like respect him or like, you know, he wouldn't even have been able to be among the Jews and minister to them. And, and he wouldn't have been able to uh, have respect to go into synagogues and read if he wasn't praying to God. Just like something, something simple like that in my where my mind goes, you know, like you don't pray, but you, you want to like sit here and teach us about spiritual stuff. Mm. And the one true God who we know is the God of Israel and our God. Hmm. What kind of man is that? You know, that's good. So the question, why would he pray for me? I think one of the first reasons that comes to mind for why he would pray is because of the necessity. Mm. Like I would stress that there was a necessity that he had to pray Amen. and pray often because he was fully man. Mm-hmm. Like Marcus said, if he came in his divine, fully divine nature in his God body, he may not have needed mm-hmm. or he may not have had to depend and rely on prayer. But because he had this fallen nature, this human body, mm-hmm. he had to spend time in prayer because. For one reason, for for one thing, as much as he poured out, as much as he healed, as much as he taught, as much time he spent just pouring his life out, mm-hmm. if he didn't spend t- 
time often in prayer getting refueled and replenished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what good can you do if you're physically exhausted and spiritually exhausted? Mm-hmm. And so there's this necessity that if I'm going to be spending my time pouring my life out, I've got to be filled again. I've got to be mm-hmm. renewed. And for him, he was renewed and replenished and refueled from God, mm-hmm. the Father, who mm-hmm. um, you know would speak to him and, and, and fill him with everything he needed. Which is interesting because I think for us, I guess it's a little arrogant on our part, but do we pray as often as Jesus prayed, mm. who was both God and man, but then we... And you know, I'm gonna raise my hand and, mm-hmm. and be honest and say, like, I don't pray every day. Mm-hmm. I don't start my my morning um always praying. Um mm. or before going to bed, I don't. So there are days when I'm not praying like that. Mm-hmm. And so if Jesus set the model showing the need to pray, then why wouldn't I think I need to pray every day? Mm. Amen. So yeah. And then it's also this like honoring of the relationship Mm. with the father it's Mm. like that's another reason that we have to look at and say he this is why he prayed as well to always and not only for himself but as we saw with lazarus when he said you know hear me father not that you don't always hear me but i'm saying these things so that they hear Mm. and it's like i want you to see my relationship and how you guys should have this relationship with the father I'm trying to model this for you. And it was interesting. We're getting going to get into this type of stuff later in our installments. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, after that, he did this great work and wrote, you know, rose somebody from the dead. Mm. But it's like this acknowledgement of the father first. And then I'm going to go about my business. Wow. I wanted to just okay. like kind of add to what Ray said, too. Mm-hmm. And that, like, imagine if Jesus didn't eat. Or would never hungered, mm-hmm. you know. We would, we would, it would, they would raise flags. Like one thing about the Bible, dude, is like it proves itself, and mm-hmm. it can be proved, you mm-hmm. know. So, all the questions, like God is knows every single question that would was going to be and is going to be thrown at this book, every single one of them, and He knows, like there are proofs in the book. So it's like if somebody imagine if he never hungered or ate, people would be like, "Well, what kind of man is this?" Like mm-hmm, he yeah. he couldn't have really been a man, you know. Um, so it's just another thing on the list. Even with baptism, it's like that's a big question. Like, why did Jesus have to get baptized? Yeah, he didn't have to, but he did have to as <laughs> part of the plan. Kind of like what Ray is saying. Like mm-hmm. he had to do these things because he was a man. So if I'm a man and I'm saying I'm a man of God. Oh, no, I'm getting baptized. I'm submitting myself to John the Baptist. You know, like, and he says, even in, uh, I forget which one of the Gospels, but he's like, no, this is part of the plan. Yeah. You know, like. So that all righteousness will be fulfilled. Exactly. You know, so. Mm. uh, And I guess a last point that just came to mind is uh, it's because there are people who. It's called modality, right? This 
this concept of modality in in the faith. Break that down for me. Yeah. And so there are people in the faith who have this false teaching of God can only present himself as in one mode at a time, meaning he can only be the Father or he can only be Jesus or he can only be the Holy Spirit. He can't be all three. Even though he is all three, he can't function as all three at the same time. Okay. And some of your one of your favorite pastors, this is what he believes. And I don't I don't like calling out people and stuff like that. But like there's somebody big who teaches this. And it's called oneness Pentecostalism. And you can look it up and just look up that phrase or modality and look up what names may pop up with it, y'all. Hmm. But there are there are scriptures, like after knowing that this is a teaching out there, there are scriptures that we see that like disprove this. And this is another way when we're talking about like why did he pray? It disproves this mm-hmm. idea that he can only exist in this one yeah. way. Yeah, he's not limited. In he's way. not limited, you know? How, if he can only exist in one way, then Jesus, who is hearing Jesus yeah. when he's praying? Right. Who is he talking to? Right. You know, stuff like that. That's, that's my rant. So the question we're talking about, why Jesus prayed, uh, here's my question. So why should we pray that way? Marcus? Why is that important uh, for me to pray? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um. <laughs> Tag. Y'all jump in and go ahead and answer that. Y'all got it, man. Ray got the answer to the question. I asked the question. <laughs> I think it's the got? utmost form of submission, dude. Okay. I mean, you just think about even in the earthly realm, if you if you need something from somebody, that is, I mean, you earnestly need something from someone, and you have to go and ask them for it. And especially if it's another man, you know, we get into that like pride stuff. It is the utmost form of submission. If you say to somebody like, hey, can you um, cut my hair for me, please? I I can't do it myself. Or like, hey, uh, can you like, um, I don't know, help me with my rent this month? I can't do it myself. Yeah. Like it's this. Oh, man. This trusting, dependent. It's so much in this prayer necessity or why yeah yeah i think just piggybacking on what you said i think it has a lot to do with us humbling ourselves it shows that we understand our position Mm. that we you hit on it you know that we are dependent even when you look at the lord's prayer and he says okay our father Mm. you are our father you know what i'm saying like you are our provider you are the one who you know gives to us Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so many more things we could say about that. But then he says, you know, who art in heaven, mm-hmm. right? And so he kind of establishes like this order of things. Like we're on earth, you're in heaven, you have it all. Mm-hmm. We're in need, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and we know that we need to call back to you in order to get our resources, to get the things that mm-hmm. we need here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, you're kind of demonstrating like we don't have it. And it kind of reminds me even of uh, one of the first scriptures that really hit me hard was um in the book of James, where it says any man who you know, needs wisdom, can just ask God for wisdom and he'll give it to you without finding fault. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And what that immediately said to me was like, dang, I don't even, I don't have, I don't have wisdom. You know, like I recognize, mm. like I don't have any like real wisdom. You know what I'm saying? God has the real wisdom wow. and he's willing to give it to us, but we have to call to heaven to get real wisdom. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it's like it, prayer shows that you understand position. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's you, it. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think that's... And so when Jesus came as a man, he demonstrated that for us over and over and over again. Like, you are a man who is dependent on God. Oof, right. It. And we kind of talked about like this before. I don't know if we talked about it on the episode or not, but like if you look at the relationship of man, you know, to God now post fall, like God is trying to show us like in order for this relationship to be reestablished, you're going to have to understand that you are dependent on me. Mm. You can't move without me. You know what I'm saying? Or you can. You can try. <laughs> right and we've all seen that even individually in our lives like you can try to move without god mm-hmm. right but then what does the word say it says if you acknowledge me i'll make your paths like straight mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you know i think that's prayer is really kind of painting I i'm not able to talk the way i want to tonight but like nah, painting is making that huh? is making that um it's kind of driving that home it's really showing that I understand I am dependent on you, Father. Right. You know, we as fallen men are dependent on you, Father. We the need creation. you. Yeah. Yeah. You're the yeah. creator. Yeah. So um That's good. That's it. That's all I got. That's good. That's all we got. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> got nothing. All right, we'll catch y'all in the next episode. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Word in the World podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and repost with the hashtag, the Word X the World podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies, basically any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.